his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From KCBS Radio, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Wednesday, February 23rd. And today, I want to do something different and share a segment from the latest episode of a new podcast produced by our team here at KCBS called Connect the Dots. It's a weekly national news podcast for Odyssey, our parent company. But much of this most recent episode tells a story of celebrating Black History Month from right here in the Bay. On the corner of Center and Ninth Streets in the middle of West Oakland, Residents are treated to free groceries, hot food, and a bounce house, while booming funk and hyphy music fill the air. Four days before what would have been Black Panther Party co-founder Dr. Huey P. Newton's 80th birthday, people gather under an unseasonably hot February sun for a block party. Towering over the tables of clothing vendors and dancers on stilts is a two-story sky-blue house trimmed two shades darker and adorned with a mural featuring portraits of the women of the Black Panther Party. Names of the women painted in white wrap around the building, hugging the larger-than-life portraits surrounded by bubble letters reading, the world is our classroom and love is an expression of power we can use to transform our world. A quote from activist, poet, and former Black Panther member, Erica Huggins. The first and only woman to have led the party, Elaine Brown, takes the microphone. I want to say this. Love is a wonderful thing, but we have to be be grounded in an ideology. And that ideology that the Black Panther Party had was revolution. That means a complete change of this existing scheme, where people are not poor, where we have an egalitarian society. So this... On the other side of the mural's wall is the 1,000-square-foot Black Panther Party Mini Museum, dedicated to the party's work and legacy. Sage green and beige walls are covered floor-to-ceiling with newspaper clippings, old posters, and pictures of famous visitors such as Rosa Parks. Oakland, California, the birth city of the Black Panther Party. The ideology and the party's famous 10-point program spread throughout the country, spurring a movement. And it simply says exactly what black people have been crying for for 400 years. One, we want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our own black communities. Two, we want full employment for our people. Three, Originally formed by Bobby Seale and Dr. Newton in 1966, who wanted to protect black neighborhoods from police brutality, the party provided a blueprint for what mutual aid and protests could look like for years to come. 
In 2020, in the midst of a global health crisis, social and racial justice protests brought to the forefront nationwide struggles against racism, police brutality, and systemic oppression. Black history was and continues to be written in real time. This Black History Month, Connect the Dots features civil rights advocates with deep ties to the history of the movement who will share how lessons from the past can help the next wave of Black activists create solutions for the future. First, we'll hear from Frederica Newton, co-founder and president of the Dr. Huey P. Newton Foundation, former Black Panther Party member and widow of Dr. Newton about the historic misconceptions of the party. Then we speak with Michael Julian Bond, an Atlanta City Council member, chief programs officer for the Atlanta branch of the NAACP, and son of civil rights leader Julian Bond. He'll explain how his father's work showcases the importance of local activism. And finally, Justin Scott Douglas, program director at the Black Star Project, will take a moment to talk with us about education and the future of activism and how young leaders are striving to incorporate more intersectionality into advocacy for Black lives. I'm Melissa Kalross, and this is Connect the Dots from Odyssey, a podcast where we draw together multiple perspectives to unpack a single compelling story. This week, activism and the past present and future of black history. Power to determine the destiny of our own black communities. Two, want full employment for our people. Three, want decent housing fit the shelter of human beings. Four, want an end to the robbery of the black communities by the white racist businessman. Five, want decent education that teaches us about the true nature of this racist decadent system. Education that teaches us about our true history and our role in society and the world today. Six, want all black brothers to be exempt from military service. Seven, seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and murder of black people. Eight, we want all black brothers and sisters held in federal, county, state, city, jails, and prisons to be released because they have not had a fair trial. They've been tried. They've been tried by all white juries who have no understanding of the average reasoning man in the black community. Number nine, this is where Brother Hugh is being caught. We just want the courts to make sure we have peers on the jury, people from the black community, as defined by the Jive Constitution, the so-called United States. The 10 summary with the major political objective, that is, we want land, Bread, housing, clothing, education, justice. We want peace. Major political objectives. We want a black plebiscite. The UN, black colonial subjects would participate, dealing with, analyzing, projecting politically upon the racist atrocities that committed against black people in this nation. The protests that followed George Floyd's murder by Minneapolis police, car caravans honoring the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and community food drives like the one held the day before the block party all directly stem from the work of groups such as the Black Panther Party and the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. The fabulous comrade sister Carol Granderson. Yeah, we did everything. That's the, that's the thing that people really need to understand about the school, about the party, 
is that anything that God done, we did it. And if you didn't know how to do it, you figured out how to do it. Because <laughs> there's nobody coming to help. There's nobody coming to help. You have to do it if you want to get it done. Amen. Black activists have been pioneers in acting real change in the United States to make the country a more equitable place and to shape the way people retaliate against injustices of all kinds. Yet, while we glorify some black figures in our country's civil rights movement, the legacy of others remains clouded in misinformation. And injustice still is a stark reality, from economic disparities to police brutality and stalled action on voting rights legislation. So the fight for justice and the inclusion of joy into black narratives continues. At the height of the civil rights movement in the 1960s, the Black Panther Party was created in Oakland, California by two eager college students looking for a platform to remedy injustices imposed upon black Americans at the time. It also became a safe space for LGBTQ activists and unbeknownst to many, a place where women helped lead the movement. By 1969, more than 60% of the party was female. Dr. Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale began a movement that eventually spread across the nation to cities like Chicago, Philadelphia, and New York. Dr. Huey P. Newton. Uh, black people are uh, treated very much as uh, the Vietnamese people or any other colonized people because we're used, we're brutalized. The police in our community occupy uh, our uh, area, our community as a foreign troop occupies territory. And the police are there not to, uh, in our community, not to uh, promote our welfare or uh, for our security and our safety, but they're there to contain us, uh, to uh, brutalize us and murder us uh, because they have their orders uh, to do so. Frederica Newton is Dr. Newton's widow and former Black Panther Party member. She's made it her mission to keep his legacy alive by co-founding the Dr. Huey P. Newton Foundation, an educational organization that commemorates the Black Panther Party here in Oakland. The interesting thing about Frederica Newton, and one that may surprise you, is that she wasn't at all interested in activism until she met Dr. Newton after she returned home from college. I had avoided anything that had to do with the Black Panther Party. They were, I was intimidated. I didn't feel like I was, I don't think I even had an Afro at the time. So I would avoid the street where they, there was an office on Shattuck Avenue in Berkeley, very close to my house. And I deliberately walk across the street uh, to avoid their office. And right next door was a barbershop. It was AJ's artistic fingers and all the pimps and hustlers used to get their hair done. So I avoided both of those, both of those establishments. But once I met Huey, he um, came to the house and my house was filled with people as usual. And um, it kind of became clear that I hadn't interacted with him. And I knew the polite thing to do would be to say something to him. I was a you know, host's daughter. And so I, of course, I didn't have anything politically relevant to ask him, but I was curious about who this guy was and what made him tick and how he survived that prison experience. So that's what I asked him. What was it like in prison? And his answer kind of threw me because it was it was vulnerable, it was thoughtful, and um, it wasn't at all like I had expected. And he told me it was very lonely. And it was something in that moment that, you know, just struck me. And my life kind of changed at that time. 
Not only is their story one of activism, but also of love and what that can look like when creating mutual aid programs like the free lunch program started by the Black Panther Party and the creation of the Oakland Community School in East Oakland, also known as the Black Panther School. Shortly thereafter, we um, started seeing each other and I became acquainted with the school that I later found out was a Panther school and had fallen in love with the kids and started working there soon after. It was actually my love for children that initially drew me there. I was working at uh, a coffee bar at a co-op and the the kids used to come in with their cans and their paper and the cans said donation to the free breakfast for school children program and they were selling the Black Panther Party newspaper. So they come in and I had my own free food program there. I was giving away all the food at the coffee, the coffee bar and fell in love with the kids. Soon after that was the free clinic. It was a it was the programs that and I noticed the sacrifices of the the party members who were all really young. They were all I was 19 and it was kind of the average age. So I was around peers that were my age and saw the dedication, which was very familiar to me. You know, it's what I grew up around. So it was it was all very familiar. I felt welcomed. I felt, you know, there were very polarized times during that time. And my mother was white and my, you know, my father was black. So the fact that I was, um, was welcomed in this organization that, you know, I didn't know that I would be, uh, was also another thing. My, my mother was very close to Huey. Huey was very close to my brother. So Huey felt like family and the party became like family as well. Newton says the party's programs provided aid to communities that often were neglected, and they inspired the creation of the National School Lunch Program in this country and influenced other programs worldwide. One of the main things is the the love that we had for the children. These weren't, the Samuel Napier Youth Institute was a precursor to the Oakland Community School, which became renowned worldwide for their approach to education. So the Youth Institute was um, mainly to educate party members and some community members. So before school even started in the morning, we fed children from the community. So um, I think what I remember most about that experience was the love and the dedication. You had grown men cooking grits in the morning at five o'clock, you know, to feed children before they went to school. And in terms of the curriculum, it was structured, but we allowed children to think. I've heard this from more than one person that said that we were we we were taught how to think as a result of that experience. So there was it was structured, but it allowed uh, flexibility and and a lot of creativity. Um, the children were allowed to follow their own passion at that age. And this is not I, you know I didn't have that experience in school, and they were taught the truth. They didn't just care about the child's education. It was it was approached holistically. They wanted if the kid's mother didn't have a job or their you know so it was it was a holistic approach to education that I, I haven't seen I haven't seen since. And these these particular children were not just surrounded by community, but it was like family because they lived there as well. So it was very communal. Um, and the children, there were a few children that came in from outside of the party, but they, you're right, they were, they were embraced and loved by people who came from their communities. But despite the amount of support the party provided, FBI-fueled misinformation was rampant, and journalists criticized the party without truly understanding what the organization was doing for Black communities. 
The FBI's counterintelligence program, better known as COINTELPRO, was a series of illegal and covert projects conducted by the Federal Bureau of Investigations. One of its many targets was the Black Panther Party. COINTELPRO's anti-Panther initiatives became deadly for many Black Panther members, most notably for the deputy chairman of the party and chair of the Illinois chapter, Fred Hampton, in Chicago. And while Newton says historians always have gotten the party's mission right, COINTELPRO's influence on the media clouded its ultimate message and efforts. I think media is now coming around because media see exactly what you're like. What you're doing here is trying to set the record straight because media has um, maligned the party, and um, I can't remember what the percentage was, but there's just a high percentage of the articles after some research was done recently that um, about the party that was influenced by the FBI and COINTELPRO. So I think it, now people are more hungry or hungry for this the real truth about the Black Panther Party, uh, to know that the Black Panther Party, even my own misconception as a young person was that the Black Panther Party was built off of a mission of love, you know, love for the community. Um, the party was not racist, which is um, a huge misconception, which was promoted by the media. The historians got it right, but the you know, the, the media didn't. So now people, the, the public is hungry for this knowledge. Young people are hungry. And they, um, these movements, now a lot of them are based on what the, the Black Panther Party did. So, yeah, none of these stories were, were told um, in the media. So it's changing. Um, and that's exactly why this foundation has been so important through our mission of public art and um, working very closely with participant media this past year and promoting films like Judas and the Black Messiah. We want to see more, more of this um, work being done to set the record straight. We're coming on the anniversary of the renaming of the street, which Huey took his last breath. It was Dr. Huey P. Newton Way. And this February, which is will be his 80th birthday. We'll be celebrating that as well as the um, first and only permanent public art piece here in Oakland to even commemorate the legacy of the party. Young activists have taken to the streets in protest over the last few years, but Newton notes they need to look forward with love and that channeling hate will not help the social justice movement progress. Know about our contributions and our struggles, our successes and our failures, that um, our ability to stand up and fight, the courage that it took, and that they were young. You know, we weren't old. Back then they say you can't trust anybody over 30. Um, but they also need to know the accurate history. It, the, these kids, I mean, they're doing it. I'm super proud of what I live very close to, to where a lot of the protests are. So I see... I see who makes up those crowds. I see the coalitions out there, and it's it's brought me to tears. Um, but they need to know that it can't be done out of hate. We did this from pure love, and that's one of the misnomers. I mean, that's what the government was most afraid of, I think, the fact that it was a foundation of love, that these young men and women put their lives on the line out of love for their community. It gives me chills to even think about it right now. What was uh, Huey saying? 
Love. Oh, I think what motivates people is not great hate, but great love for other people. You know, he often wrote about love. He wrote a book of poetry with Erica Huggins, and it was love is more constant than light. So Huey's focus was on love, wasn't on hate. And um, that's what this Black Panther Party was rooted in. The Bay Area has had a special relationship with protests, and that perseverance has pushed the Oakland community forward. But I know that it's it's evident when you step outside this area how special how special Oakland is in that way. We just fight. I mean, it's a scrappy town, and we just we just it's just in us. Thanks to the team at Connect the Dots. Executive producer Mallory Samara and co-producer Sydney Fishman work really hard on the Connect the Dots podcast from right here in our KCBS studios in San Francisco, along with a team of producers from Odyssey news stations from around the country. I'm really proud of their work and hope you'll subscribe to Connect the Dots. I've put links to do so in our show notes. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman, and we'll chat with you again tomorrow. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.